Hi everyone, it's Louise here from Louise's Lexiconology. A pinch and a punch. It's the first of the month. It's March. It's absolutely freezing cold here and it's snowing like I haven't seen for a very, very long time in, um, in this part of Scotland. Uh, and um, I know I promised I wouldn't talk about the weather very much, but it seems to be that that's all that we can talk about on the news at the moment because the snow is quite unprecedented across the whole of the UK. Um, massive disruption to, to transport, to travel, to schools, to just about everything. Most people today are having what we call a snow day. So that's where we stay at home and we look outside the window from the warmth of our lovely cosy homes and watch the snow falling and getting thicker and thicker on the ground. Um, but that's not what I'm here to talk about today. Um, I would like to invite you to a March challenge, a conversation challenge for the whole of the month of March, starting from tomorrow. Uh, and it's about a topic that is um, very close to all of us, and that is food. We all have to have food to survive, and so that makes it a great conversation starter when you are meeting someone for the first time or where you are wanting to get to know someone a little bit better and find out about them. Um, and food is such a great topic to talk about because there is so much of it. And uh, worldwide, there is so many tastes and smells and textures to try out that it just makes it a great opening into a conversation that could lead us anywhere to find out more about a person, where they're from, and more about the culture of their country. So over the next month, over the 31 days of March, I will be here every day talking a little bit about how we talk about food. Um, from how we describe the overall dish, if it's something that we haven't heard of before, so perhaps it's the national dish of your country and it has a, a name that doesn't instantly conjure up what the food is. I'll be tell, uh, telling you how to describe the, the actual tastes of that food. What does it taste like? That's really important to lots of people because if we don't know what it tastes like, then we, we not, may not necessarily want to try it because it may have something in there that we don't like. I'll be telling you how to describe the smell of the food because smell is a big part of how we enjoy our food. We smell the, the, the lovely flavors as they're cooking. It makes us hungry. It can make our stomachs rumble um, if the food really gets to us. So the smell is important. And the texture of food is important as well. So I'll be helping you learn how to describe the texture of food as well. Uh, so that's all coming up in the next 31 days of March. And in between each of those le mini lessons I will be giving you, I will be setting you a daily challenge to use 
the language I have taught you, uh, and how to describe something that you like in food terms. So there will be things like um, a taste I don't like, a taste I do like, this smell reminds me of, um, and also getting you to tell me about your favourite national dish, um, favourite foreign foods, lots of things to do with food. It's a huge topic and we will explore it in lots of detail and hopefully I will get some new recipes from you all as well so that I can try out some of your local cuisine. I will also give you some recipes and some dishes that are native to Scotland. And when we are talking about food, most people, when we talk about British food, lots of people who don't come from the UK can be quite um, disparaging when they are talking about British food. Lots of people say that it's bland, that it's all fried in fat, that it's not very healthy, um, and things like that, it's tasteless, these sorts of things. And I think that that's not fair. Okay, yes, granted there are some, uh, some dishes that aren't very nice, some dishes that I don't particularly enjoy myself, but I think that um, British food has um, a lot going for it and I will talk about some of the dishes that I like um, in the rest of this episode. So popular things, people that people associate with coming to the UK and having food here, fish and chips is probably the biggest classic that uh, people associate with um, with coming to, to Britain. So it um, the fish, it depends on which part of the country you're in. There's a bit of a north-south divide. So in England, particularly more southern parts of England, the fish uh, in, the, in the traditional dish is actually cod. Whereas here, in Scotland and parts of the north of England, it tends more to be haddock. Um, both are white meaty fish that are caught in the North Sea. And how they are served is you, uh, particularly from a chip shop, that's what we call it, or a chippy um, uh, the, for the colloquial term. And we, uh, it is filleted, so the bones, the scales, the, the fins and the head and everything are removed. It's filleted into a little fillet of fish. And then it is dipped in a batter. And the batter is made with flour and milk and egg. Sometimes some, um, some posh chippies or a restaurant will put um, perhaps a little bit of beer into the batter, which makes the batter light and frothy. And when it is then put into extremely hot fat in a deep fat fryer, it causes the, the batter to go very crisp on the outside. And inside it creates this lovely um, shell for the fish to steam within the heat and cook the fish and obviously chips. Nice big chunky chips that are again deep fried. Um, and that is, um, that is a traditional 
fish supper. That's as what it's known as. Supper is something you go to the chip shop and it comes with chips, so fish and chips. And you can get lots of different types of food nowadays in a chip shop. Um, everything from traditional fish and chips to a kebab or pizza, um, chicken um, and all sorts of other things as well. You may also have heard um, it started particularly in Scotland um, and that is where you have a deep fried Mars bar. Now it sounds pretty dreadful. Uh, <laughs> it is um, a Mars bar, so a traditional Mars bar, Mars bar, so that's with the, the soft nougat, the caramel, all encased in chocolate. And that is then dipped in the batter and put into the deep fat fryer. Uh, now I haven't tasted a deep fried Mars bar purely because the thought of it just um, makes my arteries, my my heart beat a little faster from thinking about all the, the fat and the cholesterol that would be included in that dish. But actually the idea um, of it is that the, the outer batter shell um, protects the chocolate and all the caramel on the inside and the heat from the fat um, melts everything so it's like a melted Mars bar really that you're getting and um, if you've ever dipped a chocolate biscuit into a cup of tea or a cup of coffee it's sort of that same effect um, just um, a little uh, more fat <laughs> in the in the eating um, so that's fish and chips but one of the th things that in the UK we're really famous for is a Sunday roast so the traditional Sunday roast where um, you have a piece of meat that is oven roasted and you have vegetables and potatoes and gravy um, and it's, it, it sort of takes the place of lunch and dinner because you have, you have it in the, the early evening, late afternoon and it is um, a nice big roast dinner uh, that you have uh, on a Sunday. So m traditionally a roast, a roast dinner is roast beef um, and with roast beef comes Yorkshire pudding and gravy and as I said roast potatoes and vegetables but there's roast chicken, there's roast lamb, there's roast pork and that's still very very traditional. We still have in our house on a Sunday we still have a traditional roast dinner um, for our meal and of course the benefit of um, of a roast dinner is that there's generally enough meat left over for you to have something on the Monday as well from the leftover meat and that brings me to our first look at a Scottish dish um, that uses leftover beef so uh, leftover roast beef that is allowed to go cold and the next again day because us Scots we are a canny bunch and we don't like to waste things um, so we make use of absolutely everything and this goes back hundreds of years and um, in later episodes I will talk about haggis and how haggis is one of those types of food where we don't like to waste any part of the animal. Back to today's dish and I'm going to talk to you about stovies and that's spelt S-T-O-V-I-E-S stovies and it is essentially a potato and meat dish and as I said it's made over with leftover pieces of roast beef that are cut into small cubes 
and it is lots of potatoes that are partially boiled uh, to soften them so you peel the potatoes and cut them and you partially boil them and then in a large pot you place the potatoes and an, a chopped onion and the beef along with some beef fat so it's known as dripping uh, and you can go to your your butcher or to uh, local supermarkets and they will have blocks of this animal fat called dripping and you put maybe half the pack of this lard into the pan and let it melt and then you mix it all together and you let everything cook very slowly for one to two hours just letting all those flavors all combine and essentially that's it that is stovies so it is um, meat and potatoes all cooked together in one pot and it's delicious and it's warming and comforting uh, and really the sort of ideal kind of dish for eating on a cold winter's day as it is here in um, just outside Edinburgh um, and so it's a nice comforting food it feels like somebody is giving you a nice warm hug with this food um, the the heat going down and warming your warming your body you can feel it as it warms all your insides and that's an example of comfort food something that we turn to to um, cheer us up to warm us up to make us feel better to make us feel comforted and people get comfort food um, from lots of different different types of foods so um, I, I love mashed potato with lots of butter and maybe a little bit of cream in it I find that very comforting um, some people find chocolate to be very comforting whether it's just eating the bar of chocolate or having a, a lovely hot chocolate with marshmallows or a milkshake something like that so today's question um, as part of this challenge is to tell me what is your favorite comfort food what do you turn to when you are in need of something comforting um, to eat uh, so tell me your comfort food my comfort food I have to say is probably um, between mashed potato and chicken soup <laughs> not together um, it's either mashed potato a big bowl of mashed potato by itself or a bowl of chicken soup um, and that to me is very comforting and warming although having said that I do enjoy um, chocolate as well but I think if I was going for something that I just wanted to have as comfort it would be the mashed potato so tell me what is your go-to comfort food what do you crave when you need a little bit of food comfort so I'll be back tomorrow um, to officially start the the March challenge so this one's just to get the um, the taste buds flowing tell me what your favorite comfort food is I look forward to seeing or hearing your answers you can either put an answer in the Facebook group if you want to type or you can join me here on anchor just sign up it's completely free and you can leave me a message 
telling me, so getting some speaking practice, what your favourite comfort food is. And um, if I have enough people uh, responding, I will add a little section of you all telling me what your favourite comfort food is in the podcast tomorrow. So until then, um, don't forget to search for the Facebook group. It's Louise's Lexiconologists. Uh, Join the group and get practicing your speaking about food. I'm sure we're going to get lots of different ideas on things to make for dinner in the coming weeks of March. Until tomorrow, bye.